Hi guys, welcome to our brand new show, The Good News Podcast. The podcast that is all about sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Tabiso Malifo. Now, let's do this. Welcome, welcome guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for streaming, for downloading and for sharing. I thank you so much guys for your support. So yeah, we are on episode 5 now. We're still going. So on our last episode, we had Ramoni Moramoto on the show. And uh, thank you again uh, for coming to the show, for sharing that powerful message with us. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, man. So today I want, I want to talk about something that is very important, very, very important to anyone and to everyone. So today we actually read uh, from the book of Exodus. And when we read in the book of Exodus, we, we find so many times where God meets with Moses where he meets with the people and he meets with them in a form of a cloud sometimes in a form of a fire and sometimes even a form of a fire and smoke pillar of fire and smoke or a pillar of smoke and fire so essentially we see the presence of God being with Moses being with the children of Israel and because of this presence, we see certain attributes of the presence, essentially what it means to have the presence with you. And then we see the benefits of the presence. When you have the presence of God, what is it that you benefit? What is it that you, would, you wouldn't normally have or you wouldn't able to achieve? But because you have the presence of God, you have such an, an advantage. So when you read the book of Exodus, there's, there's examples where you see this. There's even an example where the Bible says that the presence of God came upon the temple like a cloud. And then it sat there for some time. And it, the Bible says that the children of Israel did not move, did not go anywhere unless if the cloud moved meaning unless the presence of god shifted unless if god himself moved they moved if he did not they would stay there so one of the important things that we see is that the presence of god was actually leading the children of israel so they were not going somewhere and then dragging the presence of god with it, with them what they actually see is that when it moved, they moved this cloud. And when it rested, they rested. So just to talk about a little bit about this cloud that we see, this fire, this pillar of smoke and fire that we see, this is actually a physical or a visible manifestation of the divine presence of God. So what we see here is the presence of God made visual so that we can see that indeed God is with us. So 
one of the obvious reasons that God would make his presence to be visible, to be something uh, something physical, is that you know the children of Israel. They are the ones that used to complain, they used to murmur. So for obvious reasons, God had to make it very visual, very obvious for them to see that I am with you along this journey. I am with you during the day, during the night, I am with you. So God took his presence and made it a form of a physical, visible thing that you can see that there is the cloud. The cloud is moving. Let's move. The cloud is sitting on the tabernacle. Then let's camp and, and wait until the cloud moves. So the the way that we normally give this uh, kind of presence of God is the Shekinah glory. So Shekinah glory is actually the visible manifestation of the divine presence of God. So the Shekinah glory, it's what we saw as the cloud, it's what we saw as the fire, as the pillar of smoke and fire. That is the Shekinah glory. So whenever Mudimu makes his presence to be visible, that thing that we see as the presence of God, that is the Shekinah glory. In fact, the word in Hebrew means dwelling or one who dwells. So when God was dwelling among them, uh, in the examples that I've just shared, that is the Shekinah glory because God was actually dwelling among them and it was something visible, something that you could see. And something also that we come across is that Demo gives an instruction to build a tabernacle. He also later on gives an instruction to build a temple. The reason God requested that they build him a sanctuary is that he may dwell among them. So we just I just talked about the Shekinah glory meaning the dwelling of God. So when God requests that they build him a tabernacle, when he requests that they build a temple, it is for him to dwell among them, meaning a place for the Shekinah glory to be situated in them. So another thing what we see here is that it means Ndimu wants the Shekinah glory to be in a specific place that the children of Israel would know that in there is the Shekinah glory. In there, it is the dwelling of God, the divine presence of God. And then a tabernacle is built according to God's instructions. Later on, Solomon builds a temple for God. And then what we see is that the temple has three divisions, as we all know. You have the outer court, the inner court, and the Holy of Holies. Now, the Holy of Holies is called the Holy of Holies because of the Shekinah glory, because of the dwelling of God, because of the presence of God. So that place is the most holy place because of the presence of God. And then it's divided by a curtain. So the inner court and the Holy of Holies, there's a curtain that demarcates it that from here on onwards, you have the presence of God. So this region, it is a holy place. 
So they do build that. Uh, they build the tabernacle. Later on, they build the temple. Now, in the Holy of Holies, there's an object that God also instructed his people to build for him. And this is the Ark of the Covenant. So the Ark of the Covenant, as well as the mercy seat, made the Holy of Holies to be the Holy of Holies. And the reason it made the Holy of Holies to be the Holy of Holies because on the mercy seat, God says, this is where I will dwell. And this is where I will meet my people. So what we see is that you have the, the Ark of the Covenant and then inside you have the two tablet, the two tablet stones. You have the staff of Aaron. You have the pot of manna. And then there's a cover that covers all those three items, which is the mercy seat. And then the mercy seat has two cherubims with their wings stretched towards each other, towards the center. And in the middle of the mercy seat, you have the Shekinah glory. The Shekinah glory is at the middle of the cover of the Ark of the Covenant, which is the mercy seat. Now, the importance of the mercy seat, even though I will not go too much uh, into detail, is to cover what's inside of the Ark of the Covenant. Is to cover the law, is to cover the the uh, Aaron stuff, is to cover the, the pot of manna. And then when the priest atones for the people on the day of atonement, he would spray blood on the mercy seat. And then the people will be forgiven for that year. So what we see is that when the Ark of the Covenant and the mercy seat, which has the Shekinah glory, has the presence of God, is in the temple, we see that we have the forgiveness of sins. So when the Ark of the Covenant is in the temple, the priest can atone for the people and then the people's sins will be forgiven. So when the Ark is in the temple, we, we are able to atone for our sins. God is, a, is able to forgive our sins when we do uh, the sacrifice and then we shed blood and then there's forgiveness of sins. And because the Ark of the Covenant was an object that could be picked up, it was something mobile, it was something not bolted to the ground, it was something that can be moved. So the presence of God could be moved, the presence of God could be taken out of the temple and then to somewhere, wherever they have to go, wherever they need the presence of God. And then we see this when the children of Israel are about to cross uh, the Jordan River. And then because they had the, the Ark of the Covenant, the river actually stopped for them to cross. We saw this at the beginning when Moses actually parted the river for them to cross when they were being chased by the Egyptians. And the same way the children of Israel were able to cross the Jordan River because they also had the presence of God because they had the Ark of the Covenant. So we see it doing such things that you have to go somewhere and then you can't cross because there's a river. Otherwise, if you go in, you will drown and die. But because you have the presence of God, the river stopped. The ground was not wet anymore. They could actually walk through. And after they passed, the river continued. And also when you read the book of Joshua, 
you find that the ark was something that they also took into the battle. So on the battle of Jericho, the ark was taken around the city six times in six days and was preceded by seven priests who sounded seven trumpets. On the seventh day, guys, the ark with the armed men and the priests did the same, but the people shouted a great shout and the wall fell down flat. The wall fell down flat because they had the Ark of the Covenant with them. So we see them taking the Ark of the Covenant into battle. And because they have the presence of God, they they have victory because of that. So we also see that. So the Ark of the Covenant, having the presence of God, gave the children of Israel victory on the field of battle. So unfortunately, because it's, it's something... <laughs> It's something physical, it's something that you can actually lift up and then Unfortunately, at one point, the children of Israel lost it to the hands of the Philistines. And then when that happened, there was no longer victory, but there was defeat for the children of Israel because they lost essentially what is the presence of God. So no matter how many they are, no matter how skilled, no matter the strategies of the commander, no matter the numbers, no matter the weapons they had, but they lost because they no longer had the presence of God. The presence of God was stolen by the Philistines. But nonetheless, so what we see is that because of the presence of God, which is the Shekinah glory on the mercy seat, this made the Holy of Holies to be the most holy place of the temple. And because the temple was a holy place, this made Jerusalem to be the holiest city. And because Jerusalem was the holiest city, this made Israel a holy nation. So it starts at the mercy seat where you have the Shekinah glory. And then it works outwards. Even though God instructed them to build him a sanctuary that he may dwell among them. Even though God instructed them to build a temple for him. God was alone in the temple. The day of atonement. This is the day when the high priest will go into the Holy of Holies. To atone for the sins of the people. This was done once a year once a year so god was able to meet with his people once a year the god that did so many things he made the world he made the seas the animals he made the seasons he made the moon the stars and he also made men in his own image and likeness after they built the temple God's presence is there alone. Only to meet with his nation or his people once a year, God was, was able to meet with the people that he loved, with his people, his nation, his chosen nation, only once a year. So these days, we normally say, you are omnipresent, you are present everywhere. But back then, the presence of God was where the Ark of the Covenant was, and the Ark of the Covenant 
was in the temple. So even though we see that the presence of God was found in the Holy of Holies because the Shekinah glory, meaning the presence of God or the dwelling or where God dwells, was in the Holy of Holies. But all this was a shadow of good things to come. Not the good things themselves. It was a dim preview. So because this was a preview or a shadow of good things to come, we actually see the Shekinah glory in a human form. Throughout the Old Testament, the Shekinah glory was a cloud, was a pillar of fire and smoke, was fire. This is what the children of Israel knew as the presence of God. The Shekinah glory in the New Testament takes the form of a human being. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh. For in Christ, all the fullness of God lives in bodily form. For in him, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. For in him dwells all the fullness of Godhead bodily. God lives fully in Christ. For the full content of divine nature lives in Christ in his humanity. For the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily in Christ. Because all the essence of deity inhabits him in bodily form. So when we see Jesus, we see the Shekinah glory. Not in a pillar of fire and smoke. Not in a form of a cloud. Not as a fire, but as a human being. For the first time, God dwells among people as a human being. For the first time, God is a human being. The presence of God is working among men. Because you see, when God gives the instruction to build a temple, it is because he wanted to dwell among them. Hence, he gave the instruction for the people to build him a sanctuary it is until Jesus comes that God makes a temple for himself. And then God, for a period of 33 years or so, is among them, the people in the form of a human being. We see so much happening the same way we saw the presence of God in the Old Testament. We see so much happening as well when the presence of God is actually in a form of a human being. Because what we see is that we see Jesus teaching. We see Jesus healing people. We see Jesus actually fulfilling the law. We see Jesus dying for the sin of the people. On the cross, he says, it is finished. So all this time, God has been working amongst the people. Some recognized him. And some did not recognize that this is the Shekinah glory. God is among us. God dwells among us. 
In fact, at some times they were even walking with God. At some times they were dining with God. At some times they were even on the same boat as God. The Shekinah glory was among them. But the Shekinah glory was among them for a certain time, for a limited period. Because as we know the, the story of Jesus, Jesus is born, he lives out his life, he fulfills his ministry, he dies, and then he resurrects. And after he, he resurrects, he ascends to heaven. But there is something so powerful that happens before he leaves this world. As he is on the cross, as he is taking all the sin of the world. Remember, Jesus is the lamp of God which takes away the sin of the world. As he is at the cross, the lamp of God that is sacrificed for our sins. At that time, Jesus says, it is finished. It is finished. And in that moment, the, t the curtain in the temple that used to divide, that used to contain God's presence away from the people, was torn, was torn from top to bottom. So someone might then start writing songs like he's omnipresent, he's present everywhere, because once the veil was torn, it means the presence of God was no longer confined in the Holy of Holies. But then again, Jesus was not on this world forever. Did, Jesus did not come to dwell among men forever. Jesus did not come in this world forever. He came for a certain period of time to fulfill his ministry. And once that was done, he ascended to heaven. That ministry that Jesus had to fulfill is the one that when he says it is finished, the curtain is torn apart. Because you see, God has been confined in this small room for such a long time. Because initially God used to, used to dwell, used to sit, used to chill, if I may use that word used to chill with Adam in the garden. It was not a once-in-a-year thing. He was not confined in some room that only one person can talk to him, but was able to chill. Ah, man, God used to chill with Adam, guys. I want you to understand this, that God used to chill with Adam in the garden because of what Adam did. God was no longer able to chill with his creation. He had to wait for such a long time until Jesus is on the cross and he says it is finished. But now the issue is the temple no longer has the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies is now obsolete. You may go into the Holy of Holies, but you will not find God there. God is no longer confined by that curtain that man built to divide the temple. Yet, we say Jesus is the fullness of God in bodily form. So for that time, at least we had God as a human being that we can talk to, that can minister to us, that can heal us, that can even visit us. 
He would even visit taxpayers, people who were hated by the community. That form of the Shekinah glory also left. Because the Bible says that now when he had spoken these things while they washed, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward the heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will also come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. So the Bible records the incident when Jesus leaves this world. Okay, so the temple no longer has the Holy of Holies. There's no longer any restriction to go into the Holy of Holies. The Shekinah glory in bodily form ascends to heaven. Now where do we find God? We see God in the garden where he used to chill with Adam. We see God requesting a sanctuary, a temple to be built that, that he may dwell among the people in the small room in the temple. We see God in the bodily form as Jesus in this world. But all of those are gone. The temple is gone. The temple is destroyed. 70 AD, the temple was destroyed. Jesus ascended into heaven. Adam was chased out of the garden. Then Paul comes. Paul says to the church of Corinth, and this is a rhetorical question. You are not meant to answer this. He says to them, Don't you know that you are the temple? And that the spirit of God lives in you. Don't you know that you are the temple of God. And that the spirit of God dwells in you. Don't you know that you are the temple of God. And the Shekinah glory. <laughs> Guys. I want to tell you today. That the Shekinah glory. That we saw as a cloud. As fire. As a pillar of smoke and fire. As a human form, today, you are the Shekinah glory. Because now, you are the temple. God dwells in you. You carry the Shekinah glory. My God. You are the temple of God, which is consecrated for the dwelling of God's spirit. For the dwelling of the Holy Spirit. The Shekinah glory is you. You are now the Shekinah glory. Don't you know that you are the temple of God? And that God dwells in you. God dwells in you. Uh, God is actually taking this. God now takes it up a notch. And for this we have to go to Genesis. We have to go to the beginning to actually know about this temple. We have to go to the beginning. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Then God said, let us make men in our own image according to our likeness. So God created men in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And it was so. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. And the Lord God formed men of the dust of the ground. 
and breathed into the nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. This is the temple. This is the sanctuary. From the beginning, Kormudimu took it from Genesis. He took it to Exodus, Deuteronomy, all that, the Old Testament, New Testament, back into Genesis. Because this is the temple that God dwells in. Don't you know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? You are the Shekinah glory. You are the Shekinah glory. Today, the presence of God is inside of you. The Holy of Holies could not contain the presence of God. God had to wait for such a long time to go back into Genesis. We no longer need the Garden of Eden because actually the Garden was an environment. It was not a place. The Garden of Eden was the environment that resulted because of the presence of God that chilled with his people. And today the presence of God is in you. And this is the temple that God did not even give any instruction to anyone to build. This is a temple that he built himself. This is a temple that he cleaned himself. God took the blood of Jesus and he wiped this temple clean that he may dwell in it. This is the temple that God has been waiting for. Not the one made from bricks, made from stone, made from the wool of goats. This is the temple that God himself built that he may dwell in it. You are the Shekinah glory because the presence of God dwells in you. God will not live because he dwells. He did not visit. He is chilling. I want you to understand that God is chilling inside this temple. He is chilling because now the Garden of Eden is inside this temple. The presence of God has always been there. He did not leave you. There is no place that we see in Kapo Elevate. It has always been there because you are the temple. You are the temple. The children of Israel, when they saw the cloud moving, they would move. When the cloud rested, they rested. There is nothing that you did that made you worthy to be the temple that God may dwell in. God built this temple with his own hands. God cleaned this temple. He made it holy. He anointed it. He consecrated it. The blood of Jesus has made this temple perfect forever because God now is able to chill. God no longer has to wait for a year to talk to his people because now he dwells in each and one of you. I want you to know and to believe that God, when he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He is saying this because he is inside of you. And he is chilling because you are the temple. You are the Shekinah glory. We see the presence of God through you. We see the power of God through you. Father, we thank you so much for we are the temple that you dwell in. So friends, I want you to to know that God is inside of you. You are the temple of God. And whenever you go through anything, and sometimes we fail in this world, we make mistakes, 
and one thing that you should know in your heart is that God in all that did not leave you or he did not leave him because he is inside of you you are the temple you carry his presence with you you are the Shekinah glory I see the envy on the children of Israel when they saw Moses speak to you face to face and they wish that they could also the Bible even says that they would come near the tent even though they could not speak to you but they long to speak to you I thank you that God today you do not dwell in a tabernacle you do not dwell in a tent or a temple built by a rich king but you dwell in a temple that you yourself built and you made holy and you will never leave this temple because it is your temple and you are chilling God is chilling guys and the reason God is chilling it is because Jesus did the work it is finished he said when Jesus said is finished on the cross guys i'm taking you back to genesis then god rested jesus said it is finished then god rested he rested inside of you because you are the temple the work was finished and he saw that it was good and then he rested thank you so much god you are the shekinah glory thank you for tuning in thank you for listening thank you for sharing guys until next time Grace to you. Amen.